you have to stop fast tracking this. There's just no get rich quick thing. You keep failing and you keep putting yourself in a, in a worse spot. But without those mistakes, those big mistakes and those failures, I don't think I'll be here today talking to you about my life and how I had some sort of global success come to me and I work on it every day. All right, guys, welcome back to the Venture Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Jake O'Connor. Today joining us is Bobby Castro. Bobby grew his company from $0 to selling it for $1 billion, and he now has a real estate portfolio of over $300 million. What's up, Bobby? What's up, Jacob, man? Thank you for having me. I was really excited to uh, accept this uh, podcast. I'm being as picky as I can, and, and I, you, know, you, you remind me a lot of me, and I hope that goes the same way with a lot of your listeners, man. It's so important right now at the stage where you and your listeners are at high school and these young ages. This is where it starts if you can find some discipline, that's for sure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And so to get right into it, um, I want to start by saying like you recently sold your company for $1 billion, but I want to kind of look at life before that. Like what were you doing before you started this company? What was your kind of like day to day or any big things that were significant with your upbringing? Yeah, so um, a, a quick snapshot of that, Jacob. I, I, I failed at the third grade. Um, I was a good kid, man. I wasn't a difficult kid, believe it or not. Um, I had a lot of questions, and I'm still like that at the age of 53 years old. If I don't understand something, I'll ask a lot of questions. And even if I understand it, I'll ask questions because if I'm interested in it, I want to know more of the information. So a lot of, I think, um, teachers, awesome teachers were kind of frustrated with me, always raising my hand and always being respectful and kind, but you know, I wouldn't, I guess, stop. And I, anyways, I, I failed with the third grade, wind up doing the same situation in school, being very curious, having a lot of a uh, thirst for information. I didn't realize how thirsty I was actually what you know the thirst i had and i made it just through the ninth grade and after the ninth grade i i mentioned to my mom i said mom school's not for me i just don't want to do it i can't do it and there was absolutely no pushback from my mom she was a working uh class mom three full-time jobs waiting on tables i mean all my life and my mom was there we, we rented furniture we didn't have no money to buy it we had no credit bad credit to finance it. And we, we rented furniture from a, a, a place called Rent-A-Center. And this is where you pay $5 for a lamp, $10 for a couch. And every week or every other week, you would have to make your payments, a rental payment. And there was a lot of times that they were just picking it up, re-delivering it. Very, you know, that bothered me a lot. And I always wanted to have some sort of success because in the hospitality industry, and I followed my mom being a takeout uh, to a busboy, to a waiter, valet parking, working on the golf course. And I seen how my mom behaved around a lot of uh, people, her customers. She was all about always giving value because that's how she was rewarded with a tip. If she wasn't able to give the best type of experience, she would not be rewarded to help her three kids through this struggle. I mean, she, she worked at Sambo's before it was Denny's where, where you and your buddies maybe after prom or whatever go late night to Denny's. And that beautiful person, that was my mom waiting on you in the graveyard shift. She got done with that gig and she walked home, didn't drive home because there was no car and we lived close by her, her jobs. 
few hours later, um, she got ready for her second gig at another restaurant, same situation. After that, went home, walked home, and got ready for a night shift at the Roni Pub Steakhouse in Miami Beach. So I see my mom do that all her life. She lived on the couch. My, my dad lived upstairs. Uh, my dad passed when he was 94 years old. They were still married, but they were really cats and dogs. You know, uh, my dad had me when he was 50. My mom was 27. My dad had like 14 children, 11 at the time he met my mom. And a lot of that struggle bothered me because I seen, Jacob, when I went to work, I seen a lot of brightness where I was waiting on people and I was so curious about their conversations, um, what they wore, what they were driving. I was just so curious of, you know, that situation was, was the opposite situation at home. And that just apparently triggered something. And then I, from that moment on, my aha moment, even today at 53 years old and whatever type of success I've had so far in my life, the biggest wow, wow moment in my life was at 14 years old, getting my first job at Pasquale's on Red Road in Hialeah. I'll never forget it. My mom finally got it to, got me the job. I wasn't supposed to get it until I was 16. Back then it was against the law at 14. But Pasquale hired me, man, and I went to pay less with my mom. She bought me shoes. Um, we went to Kmart, got the button down white um, collar shirt. I got my black pants and my belt. And I, I was the best takeout dude there was, man. And and I never, I'll never ever forget that where it was everything. And that was the start of my curiosity. And unfortunately, I had nobody to give me any information. There was not internet back then. There was nothing. It was just this imagination manifesting some sort of success in my life without knowing I was manifesting. So I had no direction. I was winging it. And fast forward, working, working, many jobs, including waiting on tables, back and forth, trying to start a business, failing, not understanding the fundamentals and just trying to fast track it. I kept failing and failing and failing over and over until a point where my daughter was born, Priscilla. She's 29 years old now. And I was working at the uh, Rusty Pelican on Key Biscayne at night. My wife would take me to work. And during the day, I was selling uh, for different types of services and products and trying to figure it out, figuring it out. And I finally started figuring it out when I kept failing over and over, making huge mistakes, putting myself in some awful situations. And then when I had my daughter, dude, it all changed where I'm saying, I, something triggered. I don't know what happened. And it, it may happen to some parents or have happened to parents. It got very serious. And then I had to start really blaming me, being accountable, saying, you have to stop fast tracking this. This is no get rich quick thing. You keep failing and you keep putting yourself in a, in a worse spot. But without those mistakes, those big mistakes and those failures, I don't think I'll be here today talking to you about my life and how I had some sort of global success come to me and I work on it every day. So it was all about curiosity and I see a lot of young people, awesome people that remind me so much of me, but they, they have so much better tools than I did because you have, you have Google, you have podcasts like yourself, you have social media, and if you dive into the right information to guide you with good motives, good intentions, without getting caught up in all the material things, a lot of young people see all the, the watches, the, 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 the cars, the flash, the tables at the clubs, and they're fixated on and they're stuck on that, but they don't realize the fundamentals. And if I was young again, and I had the tools that you and your viewers have, Man, I, 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 I'm following the, 
the, the Zuckerbergs of the world. I'm following the infrastructures of the world. The, the, and it's so important, young people, we mature in life later in years. Like I'm 53 years old, I have a lot more leather, so I have life experience. But you guys have an awesome tool with this internet. It's so powerful. I've never been on social media. I'm not good on technology. I've always hired people for technology. And I'm realizing the more I criticize social media, because I think a lot of young people get distracted because they're diving into the wrong type of content. It's still powerful if they can go ahead and get that content away from themselves and dive into bonafide stuff that can give them instant knowledge and information in your mind. You're going to go through the experience in life. But if you can limit some of the big mistakes, you will, I would have gotten there a lot faster if I had people to mentor. I only had books in um, – I belonged to Amway back in the day, you know, and, and it was a great thing. I was a failure at Amway, but I was success because I was surrounded by people looking for the same thing I was desperately looking for. And we were all kind, looking, searching, seeking. Um, and I was around that energy that I said, man, this is what I want. It's almost, I'm not religious. I don't know what I am, Catholic, Christian. My, my dad's, he was Puerto Rican. My mother's Jewish and Irish. I mean, I come from a lot of DNA, but I do know that when I'm around kind, like-minded people it really stimulates me and if young people can find that on social media follow the the individuals read books follow it's so hard because you guys have so much in common that you don't even know what to focus on what's real what's bonafide and if you can get that in order in your mind i promise you there'll be a zillion people being a zillionaire forget about the economics but feeling good impacting helping others grow in life um, but it's hard for young people, and I get it. I totally understand it, but it takes massive discipline. Looking back, um, it was a lot of discipline, and I, I just didn't have any direction. How did you implement discipline into your life? Because I think a lot of people hear, like, you need to be disciplined, but then they don't understand, like, how to actually go about it and make that um, something relevant that actually happens with them. Yeah, it's when I started spending more time with myself, Jacob, no BS here. We don't lie to ourselves. When we're in the shower thinking of our thoughts and we're just by ourselves, and a lot of people have a hard time doing that because you have so many income, especially young people, you have friends, you have things to do. You don't tend to really be accountable and think about your strategy and your weaknesses. And a lot of people focus on weaknesses where I realize it'll take a lifetime to correct my weaknesses, my weaknesses, and then I realize, let me focus on my strengths. And my strengths were, were my tenacity, my curiosity, and my recommendation, what worked for Bobby Castro, when it started to work, I had to limit myself some, from some associations, including family, awesome people in my life, friends, um, this fast track, trying to desperately look for success without really understanding. It starts this small and it takes a long time. And if you're young, man, you got time on your hands. So spending more time with yourself and most people can't do that. Definitely. And, you know, as you talk about, like, it takes a long time to build up. Um, I know that you have this saying about like small, constant effort over a long period of time is what leads to the success in your life. Could you talk a little bit more in depth about that for my listeners? Yes. Um, you know, again, we all want to, when we're young, man, we want especially entrepreneurs that really have that bug. They want it now and they want to just leap and skip the process. And when I say the skip the process, imagine A through Z. We want to go through A and get right to Z, even more so now because of technology, because it gives you instant gratification. 
And I kept doing that, kept doing that, kept trying to do this frog leap without the small efforts. And then I realized momentum and compound efforts and energy is powerful. You think it takes a long time. It really does not. And when I started backing up and saying, you know what? I have no money. I keep trying to make a million dollars out of no money overnight. And I started being just accountable saying, this is, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure out it's never going to get there. I got to stop looking at what individuals have in their life as to dividends, material things, results. They got there over a period of time. They just don't get there. I'm 53 years old. I exited a company last year, June. Um, I sold it for a billion dollar valuation. I had never no investors. We never raised any money. It's a crazy story. Maybe it's baffling to most. And I'll tell you why I'm bringing that up. And throughout the years, I accumulated $350 million of a real estate portfolio, no investors, no syndication, no raising capital. Bobby, how did you do it? And I, and I keep saying it. I can't say it any clearer. One step at a time. The things that most don't want to do, one effort at a time, one penny, stack and rack. I started realizing I needed a stack because you cannot make money without money. I started realizing there's no down payment programs. There's no all this stuff that I used to buy packages. I was addicted to buying packages back in the day, classifieds for you guys is on the internet, on Google. And I would buy anything that was cheap, $99, any tagline, become a millionaire, or I was on it. I was on it like crack, man. I was just all over it. And I realized that I'm never gonna get there. Their, their job was to sell me the package. That's why I tell people, watch out for the motive of information that you're diving into and you're consuming your non-refundable minutes because you don't get them back. I wasted so many friggin' minutes, millions of minutes, whatever the, the, the math is, on wasted energy because the same energy it could have gone into the small efforts over time because what happens with a penny, you compound it to two pennies. That compounds to four pennies. I know pennies don't doesn't move the needle for most, but I am telling you, if you truly want to be successful financially and feel massively great in helping others, because I helped others become financially free in their lives, some rewards, and more so how they feel and how they now doing it for their family. It's a magnificent reward that it's an unselfish type of effort because you're helping others. This is the only way to scale. So compound and stack and rack, get the cash, work for it, be patient. And then you rack it into investments your business, everything. A lot of people want to get into real estate. And I tell people, you can't get in real estate from one day to the next. You have to get a job, get a second job, start a business, start creating economics. And slowly, real estate, it, the, the model is this. And Sam Zell is a great book. I'm too sub, and I'll, I'll give you some books. It's over time slowly, but you have to get the money elsewhere to now rack in the investments in real estate. Everyone wants to, I used to be a guy I wanted to get in real estate in the next 24 hours and do it full time. It was impossible. There, there's no cash flow. There's no revenue. There's no source of income that's needed and required in order to live. So have you ever heard of the slight edge, Bobby, the book? No, no, I haven't. Okay. Not. So it's, it's really similar to what you're talking about, but the, the whole um, idea of the slight edge, it's written by Jeff Olson. It's the idea that what makes people successful is the slight edge. And that is basically the compound effect that you keep talking about. And in the book, there's actually an example where it doubles one penny to two pennies to four pennies. And at the end of the month, like it's like a million bucks or something like that. And so I think that just really resonated with what you were saying. And 
people don't understand the power of compound interest. And man, if you're, if your viewers, young people, man, I, I wish I was in high school. Um, again, what I know now, and if the, if, if your viewers, man, if they can really buy into that and just, you'll be so surprised guys in 10 years. So say you're 18 years old, by that time you're 28, man, you're a Mark Zuckerberg, you are changing the world and you are now a zillionaire, whatever your goals are. If you do it now, don't start when you're 30. Don't start with 30, start it now. And it's hard to get there mentally, but you cannot get distracted by hanging out with your friends. It's gonna take a lot of loneliness because your friends are maybe not on the same page because as a young mind, some people are not there, you're there. You're every bit there. So you know how to maybe maneuver, shift, adapt, but it's hard. It's very hard, even for an adult's hard. But I can imagine, man, if I was 18, knowing what I know now, my gosh, I, I could have changed so many lives um, I mean, I'm in the stage of my life right now, Jacob, I'm a giver, man. I want to give information, help another Bobby Castro. Just a reminder. These are things that you and I already know, but we're feeding off of each other and just reminding, stay consistent, stay disciplined, do not falter, stay steady and ready. Definitely. I love your energy, Bobby. It's really contagious. Thank you, my brother. I, I, I mean it from my heart, man. I mean it from my heart. There, there's no motives. It's only good intentions. I don't do this for a living. Um, I created my financial freedom working for it. I don't sell packages. I don't do, I am out there. And I only told my son, Brandon, who's 23 years old, I have the most awesome son. He goes, dad, since you sold the company, man, you, you may be diving off of a cliff a little bit because you're used to going really a hundred miles per hour. And all of a sudden you're going to start going 20 miles per hour. And I even hired some life coaches before the acquisition was completed to prepare me. But Brandon made sense. He goes, dad, I think you can give value to others that maybe, you know, can buy into it. And it helped me, Jacob. It helped me. I told Brandon I was going to do it for six months, dude, and I'm out of here. And here I am maybe 10 months later. And the only reason I'm still here doing it is because of all these awesome people that I feel I'm touching. I'm getting all these DMs and all these messages where, where I, I just can't get away from it. I'm trying to because I have a lot of investments to take care of. And it's becoming a, a situation now where, you know, I, I you know, every time you get a like and you get a heart and you say, thank you, man, I needed that today. I can't tell you what that means to me. That, that is a financial reward for me because when you give value and you focus on value, Jacob, remember this, somehow, some way, there's a return on it. I don't know when, but when it does come, it comes in big waves. And since being on social media, I've made a, a number of investments, made some, met some individuals that I would have never met or never got to know. And it's amazing. I lived in my own world for so many years and I thought I was the only obsessed, crazy person. And I'm finding out there's a lot of others like that. And it's awesome. It really is. So Bobby, before I forget, I would like to um, talk about your company. How did you, what was it? And then how did you grow it up to a billion dollars? Just real quickly. I think that it's important for sure. us to hit on this. Uh, healthcare financing. So I was a broker out there in the healthcare community, helping um, business owners, doctors, hospitals, uh, clinics, and when they needed some equipment, I would go ahead and find the supplier, or if they already had a supplier, but also find the money so they can lease equipment, almost like you lease a vehicle today. And that's how it all started. And something that's very powerful, don't ever ignore this, people skills. When you're kind, and I learned this, because I used to not be like this, when you're kind, you give value, 
you want to get the most extreme value that they got a better deal than you received. When I started doing that, my people skills started really blossoming and people wanted to do business with me. And I was given more value than I was receiving. And because of that, Jacob, I wind up meeting an individual. Uh, maybe, uh, maybe I was four years into the industry, meeting an individual, giving value. And somehow, some way, he and I were doing business on a different scale. He was real deeper as an investment banker, and I wasn't. I was just this dude that was just originating customers. And because of people skills and because of constant value and not forcing a relationship, letting a relationship blossom and you get the invite. We went into business. This was 20 years ago. It's going to be 20 years with no money. There was $25,000 in the account. It was not my money at all. It was just a, it was a startup shell company from one customer to another customer. We started creating a balance sheet and I never knew what financials were in balance sheets. I only remember when you receive a commission, you suck it all up and you spend it. You live this stupid lifestyle. I didn't realize the fundamentals. And when you surround yourself with people and it was my weakness, when you surround yourself with people that have better strength as to your weaknesses, you benefit from it. And we started building one time, one thing after another. 90 and then fast forward 911 happened it was a devastation in the market 0809 happened we were building it one customer at a time all of a sudden an invite came and, and no investors no raising no line of credit no borrowing money man nothing raw effort um a knock on the door hey i want to buy your company i want to buy 30 percent of your company and it, it wasn't really on the market at all and it was somebody that I was doing business with. I want to buy 30% of your company based on a $250 million valuation, no financing, no all the other stuff that comes with, you know, mergers and acquisitions, all cash. Well, it did close. Me personally, out of all these awesome employees that we have, I was so curious, again, curiosity. I said, why was someone overpaid why would someone send $75 million wire transfer, $25 million to me, $25 million to that individual, $25 million to my brother, Eric? Why would someone just give me $25 million? I mean, are they out of their mind? Well, guess what? When you dig for bonafide information, you realize, good for them. They stole it. They stole it. So then you dive into the information, Jacob, saying, okay, I was focused on my business here but the market is paying for this. We transferred our focus from here to here, put more fuel to it, got a really excited that we found a gem. 11 months later, because they had a first right refusal, awesome institution, $26 billion institution or something like that. We knocked back on the door saying, listen guys, you have the first right refusal and we're going to take 19% more off the table, still control and own 51% of the company, but we want to take 19% off the table. Great. We're interested. Yeah, but it's not based on 250 million. This is 11 months later. Get, call it a year. It's based on 600 million. Well, you're, I don't know about that. And well, we know about that. We, we dove in, we found out what we didn't know. Sure enough, they closed on it again all cash no financing and then we put more fuel to it 
36 months later or so, I don't, three years, four years, I'm not sure, it could be even less, put more fuel to this attention. And then I exited last year for a billion dollar valuation that I took 17% off and I, $170 million. So all in all, um, you know, you learn and you keep doing what you say, say what you do and you build these relationships and you give value and value is rewarded to you. And it was no uh, financing, it was, it was hassle-free. It was uh, a situation I'm a big part of because I love the people. There were 600 amazing people. And I wouldn't be here without those people. I wanna say that because it's just not about Bobby, me, 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 I. It's impossible to become wealthy without others helping you and you helping them. And throughout the years, the look, go reverse, Sophie and I, my, my wife and I have been married, gonna be 30 years this year in October. We've been invested in real estate. We learned our hard lessons in 08, 09. Before that, 05, 06, 07, we were overpaying for apartments, over leveraging. We almost filed bankruptcy in 09 because of those mistakes. I said, never again. We went right back into the market when we felt that it was time to get back in the market. We did not overpay. We did not over leverage. Today, I'm proud to say so far in this crisis, our portfolio is standing up strong because of those two very important fundamentals, not overpaying, not over leveraging, whether that's real estate or buying companies, you don't do that. Um, and then, um, yeah, dude, so I'm on my new chapter. Um, I don't know what that's gonna look like. I have a lot of investments. I'm managing you know, our, our family office with other awesome individuals helping us get there. And um, now I'm on his legacy plan for my, my grandchildren. I have a daughter, Priscilla, 29. I have a son, Brandon, 23. I have my granddaughter, Ocean Ford Oakley, who's two years old. So now Sophie and I are on this 100 year legacy that we wanna make sure we continue doing the right thing. We feel as broke as ever because we're not about money. Even though when you reach a financial glorious, you know, event in your life and hard work, the impact is really not what most think, at least for me. It's the impact of now helping others. I can help my family. And it's not about running out and buying a yacht, buying this. It's just not our style. We're really grounded people because of those fundamentals I just talked about, you know, the last, uh, whenever this started this podcast. I appreciate you sharing that, Bobby. And, and, and that's the same business, uh, not to interrupt you, uh, Jacob. That's the same business that I sold for $1 billion valuation before that 600 million, 250 million. The same business that I started practically when I was waiting on tables on Key Biscayne and Rusty Pelican, when my daughter was like a, a little peewee and I was waiting on tables at, at night, faxing, there was no emails back then, there was no nothing. And calling customers at our apartment where we got a lot of eviction notices, Sophie and I, that's the same friggin' business that I just talked about power of small compounded efforts, not getting distracted, not going out there and asking people, invest me, invest with me. You're wasting so much energy. Get on first base, get on second base. And everyone spends so much time looking for investors that I'm at least witnessing. It, it, uh, you're, you're better off, man. Get in that shovel and start digging. That's so cool, Bobby. I really appreciate you sharing that. And two more questions. The first one being, where can we find you online? Well, my son created that, that Instagram uh, page official Bobby Castro on Instagram. There's a website, bobbycastro.com. He also has me on Facebook and LinkedIn, LinkedIn for the young people and all the social media platforms, my favorite. And I was never familiar with it, uh, Jacob, 
is LinkedIn by far. If your viewers are listening, they can take away one theme because a lot of them are on social media. Please consider, just consider to spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. There's opportunities there. The people I'm meeting, there's so much opportunity on LinkedIn. Um, I'm not criticizing Instagram. I met some incredible people, but LinkedIn is the real deal. You have sources, you have opportunities all in that platform. And if you can find time to build a relationship on that platform, I promise you, you will find gems. Awesome, Bobby. So before we go, one last question, but first a little bit of background. So when you die, the only thing that matters is the difference that you made and the impact that you had. So that being said, what difference or what impact are you looking to make? I, I want to, you know, uh, I've always told my family I, I want to be cremated and, and I'm here in the Florida Keys being quarantined. I spend a lot of time in the Florida Keys. I'm a, I'm a boater. I love it. I, I, I want to be remembered uh, for giving value, being kind, respectful to everyone, man everyone i'm not into the financial status or status in general i just want everyone to say he was an amazing individual that had no motives man he gave his heart he gave every bit of his heart and he was so good with it man he he felt good and and i i just want to be kind to people and give value just like you and i are talking i want to give value so remember always give value you can be speaking to your mom and dad that one moment, just give value. You're working, you're busy. Give over extreme value. Don't care about the value you receive. If you don't receive satisfactory value, like you're spending your non-refundable minutes with somebody and they're just not giving you value in life, you're gonna have to move on. But always stay ahead of everyone else. You give more value than you ever receive as long as you have that and that's what worked for me. That's what I'm hoping to, 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 to send this message to so many people, giving value. Don't be reactive, don't treat people rude disrespectful don't have an ego because it's not your amigo the power of being kind jacob remember this my brother you will never get a no